0: Welcome, everyone, to the Cardano Effect podcast, episode 101. The purpose of this podcast is to take high-level developer information and projects that are occurring within the Cardano space and break them down into bite-sized, consumable pieces of information for everyday use. I'm your host, Philippe, and let's get this podcast started. Rick and myself are the hosts of the Cardano Effect podcast. And this is our weekly live stream series where we talk about news and events that happen within Cardano. I like to preface this by saying none of what we say on this podcast is financial advice. Remember, you are your best financial advisor, and if you don't think you are, you need to find someone who's qualified to do so. Rick, Shelley is here. How are you
1: doing this morning? What's going on? Shelley is here. I'm happy, man. Very, very happy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Glad to have you all here. I'd like to give a shout out to the Cardano Foundation for sponsoring this podcast. Thank you very much, Cardano Foundation. And I would like to remind all new viewers, this podcast is available in audio on all major audio streaming podcasting platforms. All right. So with that out of the way, we're going to get into, we have so much to go over. Mainnet is launched. What else, Philippe? Daedalus updates? Daedalus updates. We're going to be talking
0: about Daedalus in your today. We're going to be talking about what's next. We're, We're going to give you some important dates as well. So the Cardano Foundation released a, or IOHK released a map to tell you exactly what dates you should be looking at. So we're talking about the ITN rewards wallet, how to... When that's going to happen. So how you're going to be able to retrieve your rewards from the ITN period. And we're also going to be talking about when you're going to start getting your mainnet rewards. So we're going to also jump into chat. So we're going to be answering a lot of questions and having some candid conversations with each and every one of you. So, Rick, do you want to cover some issues with Dataless first and then we can get into the mix of
1: things? Yeah, let, let's hit that early on because Philippe and I have gotten a lot of DMs where uh, people have run into problems with Daedalus. And so there's uh, two problems, well, at least there's two problems to be alert to as of this point, And that is one is for the users who are delegating and the other is for the pool operators who are operating the pools. And for the users who are delegating, you might not see all the pools in Daedalus yet um, and you're and your Daedalus might be slow to open. There are a lot of people who are reporting a little bit of slowness with Daedalus, uh, some excessive memory consumption. So, what people have found in general is that if Daedalus is either connecting to network or not displaying the user interface right away, is wait it out about fifteen or twenty minutes. Uh, that'll allow it to sync up and get good connections to relays out there and sync the blockchain you might see it say 99.5% or something like that and pause so from the user end that's one thing to be aware of is that there are there are people seeing some slowness there is a release there is another release anticipated in the next few days where it corrects some of the things that can really only be tested on mainnet it just takes a lot to test that there was another user interface maybe anomaly or maybe an improvement is needed. Philippe is a little more familiar with it, with the uh, Undelegate. What was that Philippe you had?
0: Yeah, so when
1: you go to, when
0: you create your Shelly wallet, I just like to explain to everyone who hasn't started staking yet that When you update to Daedalus 2.0.0 from Daedalus mainnet version 1.1.0, you're going to see your wallet and it's going to say Byron. There will be a little red flag next to your wallet name. You're going to create a Shelly address. So you're going to have to create an address and then move the funds from your Byron wallet to your Shelly wallet. And you'll see that the wallet schematics, so the actual receiving addresses are a little bit different. They start with ADDR. And once you're ready to stake, you go to that stake pool delegation center and there's an option to delegate. Once you choose a pool to delegate, you are forever staking within that wallet. I don't know if there's gonna be an update in the future that allows you to undelegate, but there is a button that says undelegate. It's called undelegated, but it's not an actual button you can click. It's kind of like grayed out. Next to the undelegated button, you're gonna see the pool that you're part of. So whatever pool that you delegate your ADA to, it's gonna have the ticker right next to that pool. The only option right now is to redelegate. So take all your ADA and redelegate it to another pool. You cannot choose the amount that you want to delegate. You have to go all in and you cannot split your wallet. So if you have a wallet with 10,000 ADA, you can't say I'm going to point 5,000 ADA towards this pool and the next 5,000 towards another pool. Will that feature come in the future? probably but now it's not here so once you start staking you cannot unstake the only way to unstake would be to create another shelly wallet and then send those funds from the first shelly wallet to the second shelly wallet but once you're staking you're staking and uh, i'm sure that uh, you know this is this product is brand new so they have to they're going to get a lot of feedback about what they can improve on. And I'm sure that they've been doing a lot of work. So those little details, sometimes they, they skip they skip the line. So those things are less important right now. The most important thing is for them to work on Daedalus functionality so everyone can access. And, you know, like Rick was saying before, I only saw 438 pools this morning in Daedalus and, if you go to Ada pools or various different websites, you see that there's over 600. So a lot of pools are still not missing. Are still missing. There's also if you really want to delegate to a pool that's not listed, you may want to contact that pool operator and ask for their pool ID. Especially if you're using a hardware wallet to stake, and you can you can start delegating directly with the pool ID. Otherwise, you can just be patient. Um, we're going to go through a calendar of the important events that are happening. And while it's important for you to delegate as soon as possible, rewards are not being generated right now and blocks are not being produced by the community pools. So Rick, do you want to talk a little bit about the delegation cycle map that uh, IOHK released on Twitter?
1: Yes, sir. I copied that to my desktop, so I'm going to screen share that shortly. I did want to touch on a few more items that users may be interested um, in. So Philippe hit on one of the key things about the delegate and redelegate and that if you want to delegate to multiple pools, you can't do it from one wallet. The only way to do it is to, similar to the ITN, you have to create additional wallets and then send your ADA to the additional wallets and then delegate from there. Uh, that's currently the only way to do it, just to be alert to that. Also, I've ha- I have seen some uh, user complaints about it's 2.17 or 2.18 ADA to delegate. OK, it, it, it does cost that much that kind of I, I kind of knew about it, but I forgot about it kind of thing where the transaction fee is 0.17 or 0.18, depending on how many UTXOs go into it. But the delegation transaction, something or other, whatever it is, widget costs two ADA. So when you delegate, it costs 2.18 ADA should be the max right about now. So. That's something you got to be alert to. So that pretty much wraps up the user interface things that I think we've heard uh, feedback on. Does that sound about right, Philippe? Yes. Yes, it is. Now, for the pool operators, unfortunately, not all the pools are showing up on Daedalus, and you cannot stake from Yoroi yet, but coming soon, coming soon, Sebastian is working really hard, and the the team, everyone over there at the team. But in… Daedalus, it's, it only shows about 435 to 460 pools roughly on average. And uh, it looks like most people, it stops putting pools in around 439. You don't see above that. And I was talking to the Cardanians over at Ada Pools, right? And, uh, very clever fella, and he put a back end in. Uh, so on the back end, he can see the 600 back end of uh, Daedalus wallet. He can see that there are over 600 pools. And he can display it on Ada Pool. So if you go to Ada Pools, you can see how many pools are on there on one of the pages. But so the problem appears to be, or at least we suspect, is only in the front end on the GUI on the user interface. And I don't know exactly what the problem is, but it looks like maybe someone put an emoji in their ticker, maybe something like that. <laughs> and uh, somewhere around pool 439 or 440, when it registered, they put an emoji in the ticker, and it kind of maybe busted the front end. So the back end is fine. data's got a really nice back end. Everybody likes a nice back end, but you get no innuendo there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but on the front end in the GUI. So the pools are in the back end but you can't see them on the front end. Unfortunately for new pools coming online, you're not gonna it's gonna be very difficult to get delegations until those pools are visible. So just be aware of that limitation, all right? Okay, so what was the other one? Oh the schedule. Yes, the schedule. Okay, I'll put the schedule up. I'll put the schedule up. So, and this is what people are really curious about here too. Can you see that, Philippe? Yes, I can. So, we're in this, uh, the first section in in black. I don't know if you can see my cursor. Is my cursor showing now? Yes, it is. Okay, okay. So, we are here on August 2nd, August 3rd. We hit this blue line. The snapshot doesn't mean snapshot, snapshot, as in like what we're used to hearing snapshot. That means the blockchain and the the full nodes out there, take a look at the blockchain and say, okay, here's the current state of the blockchain. So at this point, the, the current state of delegated stake is retained by the blockchain and then it will be applied after this epoch into this epoch, that delegation becomes active. Okay? So up, anything up until this point, snapshot, and that gets fed into so this is Epic Zero, One, and 2, relative. But the actual Epics are, oh, I, I wrote this down, two, 208, we're currently on, 209, 210. So in Epic 210, it will become active. In Epic 211, you will get rewards, which is ends August 18th. The rewards are calculated and delivered August 18th. Yes. So when you
0: look at that delegation cycle, ideally, you want to start thinking about delegation within the next five to six days because then you'll be able to get some rewards in Epoch 2 that you see in blue So, and then get paid out August 18th if you want to start receiving rewards. Of course, you do it at your own speed whenever you feel comfortable, but if you want to start receiving rewards, think about next week making sure that you get all your things in order. Um, I have a quick announcement. Well, there's an announcement on the Cardano forum. You can join it. There's a lot of information there about exchange interruptions. I read it last time, but just want to let everyone know that there's a lot of ADA right now trapped on Bittrex, Binance, and various other exchanges. We have no estimation of when they're going to finish their Shelley upgrade. Remember, these are centralized exchanges that are not just focusing on ADA. They have a ton of different cryptocurrencies. So they're going to go at the pace that they feel comfortable with, and they're holding probably tens of millions of dollars of that said cryptocurrency. So they're going to take their time. This is why I implore everyone as we move forward in the future, really look to see which wallet you want to be familiar with, because everyone that's had their ADA and wallets, they're going to upgrade themselves. And while there are issues with dataless, you have the autonomy of your funds and you can move them around when you want. When you have an, a, them on an exchange, you're subject to whatever upgrades that that exchange is going through at that particular time. And there are going to be upgrades in the future as well. When we hit Voltaire, when we hit Gogan, they may need to do some certain upgrades to the protocol in order to allow ADA to seamlessly flow in between smart contracts and voting. So after this experience, please consider, especially if you're a long-term ADA hodler or a long-term ADA holder, to move your funds off of exchanges and get them into the proper wallets, so you don't have to deal with any of the BS from exchanges. But we don't know when Bitrex, when Binance is are going to upgrade. I'm sure they're working on it as we speak. And as soon as they're ready, you'll be able to withdraw, send it to the wallets, and start delegating. You're just gonna have to have a little patience. And remember, there's no real time lost here. We're still at the beginning. There, while I say you can delegate next week. If you delegate it in a month, it doesn't matter. Two months, it doesn't matter. We're really at the very beginning of this blockchain project. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that, Philippe. And I, I would like to add to that just so people are aware. I, I was hoping that the exchanges would be more online by August 3rd so that people have time to delegate during this epic. Okay. And I was also expecting or anticipating a $5 billion stake to be uh, online. But right now it's at about $3.9 billion. Three I was looking for five billion by August 3rd, but that didn't happen. So my guesstimates are sometimes off. But 3.9 billion, that I believe is the amount of ADA that is now converted to Shelly wallets, okay, or Shelly addresses. So if people went into Daedalus and took their Byron address and instantiated it onto the mainnet and then created a Shelly wallet and said move to Shelly wallet. That's where that 3.9 billion comes from that you see on Ada pools and on Pool Tool. I don't know if that's the number that calculates saturation, because some people have been asking about saturation. I thought saturation was 31 billion divided by 150, but it might be the lower number. I don't know. We'll figure it out. There's Cardano's complex. It takes a lot to figure it out. Yes. Right? And yes. I'm not in a no behind the scenes. So Philippe and I kind of have to figure things out and then kind of digest it and pass it on to you. So we don't always have perfect information, but we try to give you the best information we can at least. I I mean, I mean, that's what we try to do, right?
0: Yes, definitely. Definitely. And sometimes things change as well. They're written one way in the docs and it's not feasible for them to create the product like that. So things will change over time and our information will change. And like we said earlier in previous podcasts, everything that we say on this podcast is gold until it's proven otherwise. So we encourage anyone that maybe has more knowledge or is actually working on the product to come on the podcast and inform us and educate us. So yes. And Rick, I had one more announcement before we jump into chat. Um, The Cardano foundation released a guide to becoming a stake pool operator. And at the bottom of the guide, they're going to be running a stake pool school starting in August for all prospective and current stake pool operators. They're going to be discussing key aspects of maintaining a pool, attracting ADA holders to delegate their stake and, More, The first course, Stake Pool Onboarding, is designed to introduce people to Cardano, walk them through how to set a pool, and provide guidance on managing and maintaining stake pools to ensure optimum performance and profitability. You can sign up on the Cardano forum today, and it's going to be a whole class to help those that are interested in running a stake pool. So we receive those questions a lot. So check that out.
1: Yeah, excellent. Uh, that's great that they're doing that. And and on the Cardano forum, so forum.cardano.org, right? And then there yes. will be a post there that they can find on how to run a stake pool. That's fantastic. All right, so uh, what else do we have? Oh, Yoroi, Yoroi update. So Yoroi is, is back online. It is now Shelly capable, but it is not Ledger and Trezor capable yet. I don't think it's delegation capable. I just looked at it yesterday, and I don't think it had delegation capability in it. But it is running on Shelly, and then there will be a few more updates. So um, Yoroi will... It updates a little bit more rapidly than the exchanges. So hopefully when that updates and the exchanges come out, you'll see more ADA moving into the Shelly phase. And being delegated to the pools, okay? And that's what I anticipate. But just be alert. That's the current status of Yoroi. Should be updating a few days on Yoroi, update in a few days on uh, Daedalus, correcting some of the very minor glitches that are in there. But however, they're impactful to the stake pool operators. All right. So what else do we have on the list? We had uh, Daedalus and Yoroi status. We got that out. Staking Q&A. So if you have questions, let us know in the chat.
0: Let's see. I'm going to run through chat right now to see if there are... Some questions we can answer. Yeah, Jason Schwartz, do you know how many ADA is still in buying wallets? Well, uh, whatever the supply right now for Shelley wallets, which is like 3.9 billion. And then you just have to subtract the circulating supply uh, from that. And that's the amount. So it's, it's tens of billions of ADA. Michael McGraw says Binance will announce that you need to stake your coins for at least a month for stability testing purposes. Okay, I wasn't aware of that. That's not official, just they may do something like that.
1: Okay. That's understandable. That's probably why it takes a little longer for exchanges to upgrade because they have to implement the upgrade. Then they have to test it and make sure it doesn't break anything. Yes. And make sure it works. Yes. So it's probably a lot of testing, you know, same thing we do with the pools whenever we build those up. So, but more complicated and more money involved.
0: (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. (laughs) Okay. We have a question from CT Guitar Guy. We need a guide to for how to choose pools to delegate to. I recommend that you visit the forum. A lot of pools are introducing themselves on in the forum. You can also go on various different YouTube channels or go into Telegram or go into Twitter. A lot of people are going to be marketing their pools. Try to find a person or team that you really like or you you really trust because um, while they don't have access to your ADA at any particular time, you want to make sure that you can delegate your pool and you don't have to worry about it each epoch that that pool goes offline. So, figure out who you want to go, go with or what team you want to go with, and operating fees and uh, also the epoch fixed fee are some. Of the metrics that you need to consider, you can see all of those in Daedalus Wallet. And I'd also like to talk quickly about the operating fee versus the epoch fixed fee because a lot of people are a little bit confused. The standard for the epoch fixed fee is 340. Of course, you can set it to what you want. 340 ADA. This doesn't mean that we're the pools are taking 340 ADA from each and every one of you each over a given epoch. It's spread over all the delegators within that pool. So if there's 5 million or 10 million staked within a pool, Before the rewards get dispersed to everyone, the 340 ADA gets taken from the rewards before everything goes out. But it's almost negligible when you're in a pool that has a lot of stake. So 340 ADA, it's not something that you need to think that it's coming out of your paycheck or your return on stake each epoch. And then the fixed fee is the operating fee. So that's going to be the the 1%, the 2%, 3% and on, on onwards fees that you see, and that's removed from the rewards. It's very uh, – if you if you do it on an individual basis, the pools are actually saving you money um, unless you can attract a lot of stake to your pool because it's almost – it's almost free for you over a given time period. If you look at it from the grand scheme of things and see how much the pool is actually charging you, uh, it's it's a very low amount, very low amount. I don't know if you want to add anything to that, Rick.
1: Yeah. So Swifty asked, where does the 348 it go? It goes to the pool operator. So the, there's two numbers that Philippe was describing here. That is the 340 minimum pool cost. So that's the minimum that you got to charge 340 or higher. That comes out to that's like forty, forty-five dollars uh, per every five days. That pays. That's basically the operator saying this is the minimum that it costs for me to operate my pool. That is to encourage a healthy and sustainable ecosystem. Because on the ITN, people were just putting zero because it was attractive, okay, but it was not realistic. It was not. It was not correct. I did it too. It's like oh well, I put zero because everybody else put in zero. Okay. But that's not sustainable. So, the, so they set a minimum at three hundred and forty. It comes out of the total kitty before the aid is divvied out to the delegators, and that goes to the pool operators' rewards to make sure the pool sustainable. Then the percent margin kicks in, and the rewards are spread out among the operator and the delegators. So that's where the three hundred and forty comes from. Okay, thanks for that question. It was a good question. And AEW Crip indicates is is you got to charge three hundred and forty ADA or higher. Yeah, their pool operating costs are probably a lot more than forty five dollars a week if you take into account the you know the various not only the purchasing the server or renting or not renting but getting the cloud service, and if you combine that with time effort and everything else involved, it's probably currently with ADA at what thirteen cents or something like that. It's probably a good bit more than 348, but people are competitive and they're going to say, well, I'm just going to go to the 340, even though it's cost me a lot more than that, right? Yes. Because I don't want to look bad because if I make it higher than 340, then people will say, ooh, that guy's greedy, right? Yeah. That's what people do. <laughs> yes. Like, it, 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 <laughs> 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 So, I mean, I just want to point that out. I mean, I, I'll tell you something else that's funny. You know, you, you know, pools killing it already is one PCT. They got like 10 pools up. So that's yes. something we'll talk about the one, like that, for example, just an example. Okay, we know they're good operators. They did well on the ITN, but uh, they, they did one 340. You can't go lower than that, 1%, and then made 10 pools, almost no pledge. A, equal, A equals 0.3, or 0.3, so pledge is almost negligible, kind of, sort of, yes. until you get up above 1.6 million. Yes. They have like 420 million in delegation already. Yeah. 420 million. What does that tell you? That tells you, I, I, I think it tells me that's 11%. That is 11% of the current stake. That tells me that 11% of the people want the lowest fees. Yes. And they and may or may not care about centralization, may or may not consider it centralized or decentralized. I'm just saying that th- that model is still a, it looks, appears to be a winning model. I mean, I'm just calling it like I'm, I see it. If you got 11% of the delegation, it's attractive, obviously. I'm just saying yeah. what it is, right? I, I'm not agreeing with it. I'm not disagreeing with it. I'm just saying it. Yes. <laughs> Am yes. I wrong? <laughs>
0: no, no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. That's okay, the, 11% that's...
1: went there. Okay, yeah. well, that's 11%. That's <laughs> obviously attractive. <laughs> that That's <laughs> the
0: the metrics that are set for the protocol. The A0 at 0.3 and the K equaling 150. That's the environment that, is a result of that. There's nothing wrong with them running their pools at 1%. They're just complying with the protocol. Exactly, exactly. They're not breaking any Oh, look, any I rules. can do this and get away no, with it. Exactly.
1: <laughs> and, if, and what will happen is we won't find out until about Epic 3 or 4, uh, is it an effective model based on rewards? Yes, yes, yes. Right? You're going to have to wait and find out and go, okay, this is what happened in Epic 3. This is what my rewards look like five yes. days later. Then five days after that, you go okay. how are my awards look now, and is this the model that I want to subscribe to, right? Yep. And so, what people would probably do is split their wallet, make three or four different wallets, and try different pools. And there was another thing. There was an out. You know, there was some noise on Twitter about uh, IOG launching twenty pools. Okay, and uh, so that's probably something we should discuss too. And okay. what are the pros and cons, right? What are the pros and cons? So if you guys don't mind, let me know in the chat. What did IOG launched 20 pools and they scaled it rather well? I thought it was pretty well thought out. There are some pools, I'm not looking at it right now, but there are some pools with like 1.5 and 1.6 million pledge that are at 5%, 3%, 3% and 5%. Right. Then there's some other pools at 5 million pledge at 7% and 7% leans a little high. Um, You can see the distribution at adapools.org. So check out adapools.org and he has a page there. The Cardanians have a page over there on the uh, stake distribution based on the percent and the pledge. And it's an interesting graph and it generates a center of mass. Maybe I can find that and share it and we can talk about it. Uh, But at any rate with IOG making 20 pools and, and some people got in an uproar, but I thought, well, usually they think it through. Right. IOG just doesn't drop bombs at random. They usually think it through pretty well. Right. So my take on that was, I think it was a good idea because we need that stake. Number one priority. We need it to secure the blockchain. That simple. Yeah. You need it. You're right. And number two priority, uh, Charles had put it out on his video yesterday. I can't remember. God, I I don't want to quote him. I can't remember. Um, But basically, they need to test the protocol. How else is IOHK going to know precisely exactly what's happening unless they have precise knowledge and precise control of exactly the m- amounts and then see what those returns are? Now, you can measure the entire blockchain, but it's you can see if, is it working correctly? Is the entire system working correctly by having data points to draw from? Plus, some people think it's going to be a race to the bottom. I have a hunch. I have a hunch there could be a race to the top. If the community ever holds a vote and raises a, A0 a equals 0.3 to a higher number, you might see more enterprise level and industrial level organizations coming into Cardano. We're on mainnet, man. We're on mainnet. They ain't playing anymore. This, this is this shit's real. <laughs> You're right. And they, they might come in with 10 million. One, one, point, one already did. I think it was Luxembourg uh, came in with the 10 million. Did you see that? I saw that. I saw that. Okay. 15 million. 20 million if if the ada if you get the 30 billion ada converted to shelly addresses you're looking at saturation of 220 million yes you could have big banks come in and say oh yeah we're going to drop uh we're going to drop a 40 million on here and make that a service to our customers that is true it's, it it could i mean i don't know <laughs>
0: i mean I they better get in sooner than later though because they're going to be paying a premium because forty million right now picking up forty million Ada is really going to bump up that price so you know and that's only for one so
1: if you're a pool operator now you're you're in good shape (laughs) yeah not financial advice yeah not financial advice but you know if if you're a pool operator right now and your future competitor two years from now is JP Morgan Stan, whatever. I don't I don't want to say like the, the bad guys, but if your competitor is like a bank, you're in pretty good shape. <laughs> Agreed. 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 <laughs> so, IOG's running 20. Okay, fine. Whatever. I don't care. Do whatever you want. Yeah. They got a big A. They better do something with it. They, if they <laughs> sell it, we're, we're it'll hurt more. <laughs> I'd rather run a bunch of pools than sell it.
0: Agreed. Agreed. I just
1: call it like it is, man. <laughs> if they sell it i'd be like oh, I'd look at my block folio and cry <laughs> <laughs> if they sold it they, they sell two billion eight i'll be like oh god what happened yeah no that would that
0: would be yeah i don't know who's gonna pick up those bags yeah you make
1: a pool make some pools they yeah. could how much would you make how many pools could you make with with uh two billion you could uh the 200 million you can make 10 private pools 10 private pools you can make 10 private pools and just say whatever guys I'm making Ac- 10 private pools it would probably be all sorted like out <laughs> 12 to
0: 15 because you have to account for rewards going back into that pool and and pushing it over saturation
1: yeah um so like it would yeah it would go it would go over so then you just extract it yeah that's, yeah you could just extract it too you yeah. just extract it and sell it to somebody else oh it's true. I guess. I mean, that's why they're doing it, right? I mean, that's why somebody would do it. Let's see if we got any questions on there. Oh, CT CT Guitar Guy says, appreciate the honesty, Rick. No problem. No problem. We try to keep it real. Philippe and I try to keep it real. We've seen. I've seen things in crypto to just make me go, what the? <laughs> like big picture stuff. Like yesterday's yeah. little Bitcoin dip. Some guy decides to sell a couple thousand Bitcoin and all the other cryptos go down with it. What kind of what what is this? Yeah. That's not good. That's not a healthy that's not a healthy decentralized system if some guy sells a pile of Bitcoin and everybody to what a couple by couple tens of millions of dollars in Bitcoin got sold off and everybody the whole market drops by a couple billion. What's that?
0: What? Yeah, <laughs> Rick, who knows? It might have been one of those miners that had been holding on to bags of um, BTC in order before, you know, because they weren't profitable before. So they hit that price point and they just liquidated.
1: Yeah, and maybe. Cycle continues. Yeah, there you go. You know, so, yeah. So I think it's good running a lot of pools. Run run yeah. 20 pools. Fine. Great. Go for it. There's some people were upset. It's OK. You can figure it out. You can figure it out. Yes. Plus, plus, it gives people some pools to delegate to. Now, the problem is, now, what are the pros and cons? We've got to talk about the cons, right? The bad part. The bad part is there's little guys out there competing. They don't have the name recognition, right? Correct. How's that little guy going to compete with 20 pools? It's true. It's tough. That is true. So. It, it's
0: very competitive
1: now. I mean, there are is. so many pools.
0: And just because there are a lot of choices doesn't mean that the ADA will actually spread to hit all of those choices. So it is, it is extremely competitive, a lot more competitive than I initially thought it was going
1: to be. Mm-hmm. And with K equals 150, optimally absolute max rewards, there would be 150 pulls. But right now we have, oh, I got numbers. This is, so back to the positive. Any pros and cons, let us know in the chat. What are the pros of having those 20 pulls up? The cons, there's good and bad to everything. I think it's okay, uh, but you do have to understand it before people are okay with it, right? Because it's going to piss people off, especially the pool operators, that the yeah. smaller pool operators and the new pool operators are going to say, "What? what is this, right? You know, it's going to piss them off. Yeah. But um, I think in the long run, we'll find out the pros and cons, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Someone asked, can I have multiple wallets on Daedalus and stake to different pools by splitting my data up? Yes. Yes, gaming BTC. Yes, you can. Uh, what else do we have to hit on, Philippe? More questions? Let's see if we can take questions.
0: Yeah, I, I see a lot of questions. One from JCO Dev and a couple other people in the chat. They're asking about profitability for stake pools. There are two different ways of looking at it. So, I mean, profitable for a company if you if you end the year with plus one dollar or you make ten dollars in a year, considering your business expenses and what you had to do, then yes, the business is profitable, but profitable means different for, it has different meanings for different people because while a stake pool may be profitable, the amount of time invested into a stake pool is substantial. So it's how people value their time. I see a lot of stake pool operators, myself included. We put a lot of time in the minutia of running a pool and these things are not perfect yet. So you're constantly having to adapt you're constantly having to read documentation and tinker with your pool to make sure that it's up and running, it's producing blocks. It is a time-consuming process. And I value my time. I value my time. I think Rick values his time as well. Other people may not value their time. Other people may say, the amount of work I put, I put 40 hours a week. You know, I, I think that I deserve 50 cents an hour. I deserve $0 an hour. Me, personally, I don't because I have other things that I could, could be doing with my time. And that's how I determine profitability. So when I tell you that pools at this point are not profitable, it's only because I see the time invested in the pools and the actual return on the investment. So will that change over time as the ADA price increases? Yeah, but also that also may fuel a continued race to the bottom. So it's all going to balance out in the end. And Personally, when I create businesses, it's not one of a speculative nature because if I wanted to be in the business of speculation, then I would just buy ADA and hope for price appreciation up. So hopefully the business model can evolve over time and be profitable for more and more pool operators. And I think that as time increases, it's going to be easier and easier to run a pool. I mean, the the platform itself is going to be a lot more smooth. So here in these early days, a lot of time doesn't actually equate with – the returns in the end. But maybe that the sacrifice that operators are doing now will pave the way for operators in the future to just run more turnkey businesses for stake pools. I don't know how you feel about that, Rick.
1: What are your thoughts? No, I think uh, time is important. Even if someone's a hobbyist and uh, they think, oh, this is my hobby, I like working on computers, right? Their time is still valuable because they're providing value. Is it, is it glitching up right now?
0: It glitched up, yes.
1: Oh, yeah, because I opened up uh, adapools.org, and I was navigating to – I was looking for the page that has the stake distribution. And so I've got multiple streams, so I apologize. Is it okay? Is it stabilized now? It's good now. Okay. All right. Um, Yeah, so I have – so as far as uh, the the stake distribution, I'll come to that in a second. What was that last question I was following, but I just lost track? because of it glitched up. Profitability, as
0: far as how you value your time, like oh, yeah. profitability for stake pools, yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. even hobbyists, their time adds value to the system, so they might not consider their time valuable, but their time is, the effort they're putting is still providing valuable input to the system and it has systemic effects, so it is valuable. Even, there's hobbyists out there who are great pool operators, so even if you're a hobbyist, your time is valuable to everyone. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. It is. Agreed. Some people go fishing for hobby. Some people work on their cars. Some people build stake pools. It's a great hobby. Yeah. <laughs> Can't go wrong. <laughs> it's a great hobby to have. Okay. So I'm going to share the adapools.org. Uh, can I do that now? I'll do a screen share. Go for it. Okay. If it glitches up, then just say, it glitched. Okay. okay. Give me a second. So over here on adapools.org zoomedialpools.org slash stats, okay? We got the map of the Earth. Here's all the relays. Uh, and just keep in mind, these are the relays spread across the Earth. There may be Daedalus full-node wallets all over the world, okay? There are 756 relays and 620 pools, so you're looking at 1,300 and something Cardano nodes. So there's a lot of nodes. This one is relays. Then you throw in over 12,000 staking addresses. So you're looking at, you know, 620 pools, or 756 relays, and over 12,000 staking addresses already. And there's only 3 billion ADA staked. Man, this is decentralized, man. It's centralized. I know you look at this map and you go, what about these big, dark. Gray areas. No? Okay, well, it'll get there. It'll get there. It'll take time. Starlink yeah. is coming. <laughs> <laughs> Starlink is coming. All right. So check out this uh, graph over here at adapools.org slash stats. Okay. So on the left hand, vertical column here, we have pledge. How much is, a, is the pool pledging? Going up the left. Then across the bottom, we have the percent pool fee, the margin or the tax. I like to call it, The ROS, but uh, the pool fee in the margin. So, for example, down here in the lower left hand corner, you have zero pledge and 0% fee. Okay. And as I go up here, you here you have a, uh, it's like an 18% fee with zero pledge. And here's a pool, maybe a private pool or whatever. And it has a 100% fee and zero pledge, okay. And I don't know what that is. Maybe it was a typo or whatever. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the center, of, <laughs> the center of mass seems to form right over here. Is my cursor visible? I don't have the big cursor thing on. It is
0: visible. Yes. Yeah.
1: So you're you're looking at somewhere around around five hundred thousand ADA. It starts to form, and somewhere around four to five percent, you have this center of mass. That's where the majority of pools tend to clump up. And you have a few pools that hit uh, these ones, for example. They hit 2 million stake, and they have a range of between 4% and 6%. And you got some pools that went big, and they put it at 5 million at 8%. And then I think this is the Luxembourg Bank that did 10 million at uh, whatever that is. I don't know if it's 4 or 5%. Don't quote me on that, but somewhere. On the graph it was five but, I believe last time I checked was it was five I believe so yeah About five okay okay yeah so that that graph shows you the distribution of the pools there and as you can see as pools get higher and higher pledge they can also put a higher percent and maybe or maybe not provide better rewards we'll see it'll it remains to be seen mathematically it should somewhere in here I don't know the precise numbers. But that's basically how this graph works over there at AdaPools dot org, okay. And then you have distribution among the pools. Pretty darn good distribution, actually. Very very broad distribution. All right. And any questions on that graph? I can't see, Philippa. Uh, how are we doing on questions? I'm going to bring it down. Uh, any yeah, bring it down. It? Okay, I'm bringing it that down. That pool
0: was two percent. I apologize. It wasn't five. It was two. It looked, okay. It, yeah, it, clo- it looked close to the left. So yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's hard to tell on the graph, as yeah. It? With the way the numbers are laid out, but pretty good, pretty good stuff. Nice work, Ada pools. Good job, yes. Cardanians. Great tools out there for Cardano community. Pool tool is looking really good, looking beautiful, man.
0: Yes, looking and sh- sh- shout out to the Cardano Foundation for funding these explorers and these uh, these tools for the community. And I think that was a great investment for them.
1: That was, and you know, the cool thing is is that they built the tools first. Yeah, those those tools were operating at uh, they were high level of performance. And then then they got funded. So you're getting a really good product for a really good price, I think. I don't know what the price is, but I mean, it's really good. So I'm very happy that the Cardano Foundation is supporting those efforts. It's giving people a lot of options and it's giving people all the information they need to make good decisions.
0: That goes to show you how, how strong this community is and how strong this blockchain is because people are literally working for free before payment and it's the same for operators there's been a ton of operators that have been putting in you know ungodly amounts of time into their pools with no promise of payout so if our community is this strong prior to having any sort of economic model in our in our ecosystem just imagine how strong it's going to be when the economics make sense for everyone
1: yeah it will and, and you know people here are still the pioneers Everyone watching the podcast right now, still early, still pioneers making all of this work, and so you have also someone asked a question: What is the Pegasus app? Pegasus app is available on Android and iPhone. Uh, the Android one is currently updated to the mainnet, so you can check out mainnet on Android. I didn't see it on my iPhone yet. I checked last night. I'll check it again today. Apple's a little slower on deploying it, but Android's quicker. Same problem. Mergo has to deal with with uh, Google releasing Yoroi's plugin. They have to, like, Google it through. So Pegasus is uh, made by Mask. Uh, pool ticker is Pega, P-E-G-A, and they make the Pegasus app where you can monitor on your mobile phone. Oh, Big Pay, I said something's wrong. P- Big Pay said, that's wrong, Rick. What did I say is wrong? Correct me, Big Pay. Uh, what I say? What was it? Whatever, whatever I said wrong, Big Pay, tell me what it is and correct me. Correct me. I don't mind being corrected. <laughs> Trust me, Philippe sees me off the air. He's got to calibrate me sometimes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we have a question from Sean Cullen. Do staking rewards get automatically reinvested into your stake pool? Correct. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Compounds.
1: Yeah. I I get what Big Pay saying right now. Big Pay says we've all been working for free. Okay, I'm following. I'm tracking now. Pay you help. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you, Big Pay. You are awesome. Bloom, <laughs> blue pool. So technically, we've all been working for free because. The rewards don't come out until August 3rd. Okay. Now, <laughs> so, and he's right. So, yeah. this started September 29th, started the ITN. Uh, that's nine months now. Wait, August, September. Oh, no, 10 months. De-
0: wasn't it December. We went live in December. No,
1: it went live in December, but the network the phase yes. test net started September twenty eighth or twenty somewhere at the end of, of of September, when the first sixty people launched on Yormengander Rust uh, test net, and then I mean you know what I'm talking about as we yes. went through September, October, November, December, that built the basic prototype of a functioning protocol, right on the yeah. on the network, and so. That's about 10 months and people haven't been paid yet, but it's coming tomorrow. It's coming tomorrow. <laughs> so pay is right. Thank you for correcting me, pay. <laughs> <laughs> checks in the mail, bro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the checks should speed up, though, in the next month up. or, yeah. you know, next few weeks.
1: Yeah. We're the pioneers. <laughs> 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 Big pay says you're always right. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Viewers let me know when I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We had a couple other uh, key points to hit on. Let's see. We were hitting Daedalus Yoroi status yeah. updates. We got the staking and any staking question and answers. You went over the undelegate and Daedalus hasn't some issues. Yes. Daedalus is only showing 439 pools, plus or minus about 10. So you might see 429, 449, but somewhere in that range. Standby for updates on Daedalus. I think it's a very minor problem, whatever it is. It's only in the GUI, in the JSP part, or whatever it is. What's the GUI made out of? Java servlet page? JSP? I think I think Java. Yeah. Yeah. The front yeah. end is JSP. Yeah. Uh, and the problem's just in the front end. The back end is good to go. Yeah. I'm, I don't I guess I'm assuming. The back end's not having any issues. You can see it on pull tool, you can see it on native Pools. They're using DB Sync. All that stuff's working. So I think it's just a GUI problem, hopefully. Yeah. There's a there's also that should a be an easy slight- fix. Yeah,
0: that? it should be an easy fix. There's also yeah. a slight issue when you are searching for pools, like I mean, I've tried it on two computers. I don't know if it's just me, but the the icons get stuck. So like you start putting in letters and then they're kind of like overlaying each other and it takes it takes sometimes like 5-10 seconds for it to actually like buffer and it's not like extremely quick in searching for pools.
1: Oh, I saw that. You know what? You If people see that, like what Philippe just described, check your CPU usage. I think what yeah. happens is when Daedalus starts reorganizing the pools randomly, then the CPU ramps up. And that's okay. probably what causes that, okay. that animated reorganization. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how often it is, but it's like every minute or two minutes it will reorganize the pools. And just so people are, are aware, currently the rankings in Daedalus don't count. They don't mean anything. Yeah. They don't. They really don't mean anything. They don't. It's just, they're just basically random stuff. Yeah. So if you, if you go in there and you see your pool, I made it, you know, I looked at, I go, oh, look how great mine's doing. No, it it, it wasn't that great. It was just random. Random. <laughs> yeah. Because like five there. minutes later, I looked at it and I said, it's at the bottom. What
0: happened? Yeah. <laughs> it's just shuffling around, shuffling yeah. around at this point.
1: Yeah. I don't think we'll really know until. Number one, after August 3rd, when the, when the Epic ends, basically, yeah. Epic 1, you, it might show something. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll yeah. find out. And also, then, once the pools start making blocks, we'll also find out. But people have to be alert. This is very important to the users. Very important. I showed the schedule earlier. After August 13th, when the pools start making the blocks, D will equal 0.9. That means the pools will only make 10% of the blocks. So this is very important. I know I say a whole bunch of stupid things in an hour. It gives me an hour to say stupid stuff. <laughs> this is actually important. August 13th, the pools will only make 10% of the blocks they should. So if you're delegating to a pool that has, let's say, for example, 95 million stake on it, all right, but it only makes four or five blocks, that's Okay. That's okay, as long as it falls within the 10% of what it's supposed to make. Or Here's a better way of putting it. Let's say a pool should make 20 blocks per epic, but D equals 0.9. It won't make 20 blocks. It will only make two blocks. So until that D parameter counts down to zero, you might not have a good idea of how well that pool's doing. You'll probably be able to figure it out, but it won't be blatantly obvious, right? Yes, correct. Correct.
0: You, you know what would be a cool feature? I know this is a little pushy because this thing could just came out. But when you're searching for pools in Daedalus, if IO Global created a system of maybe filtering for people to search via fixed fee or via epoch fee or via operating fee, and then maybe had the search ticker allow you to search for pools based on the metadata that's attached to that particular pool as opposed to just looking for the symbol. I think this would allow people to look at a wider range of pools because it's very, it's very confusing. And as far as like, maybe someone wants to look through all 600, but they need some search terms in order to properly look through all 600. Instead, people are just going through, based on name recognition. I think it would help a lot of the smaller pools as well because they could add little metadata tags that would allow them to show up.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think, I think pal Darogi over at pool under UNDR, I think he put in a GitHub ticket about eight or nine months ago requesting that feature. And uh, maybe it hasn't been looked at yet. Or maybe it's, you know, it it doesn't affect the protocol. It's just how does the front end work? That's all it is. Yeah. So he's got a GitHub entry on that to sort by various different topics, like the pool's purpose or things like you just described. So. Yeah, some of our local uh, community contribu- contributors like Pal have put that in. Glitch also put in uh, Glitch over that one love pool. He put in a couple GitHub entries on Daedalus already, so that was good. I mean, the community is really kicking in. They're they're doing their job. Ja- they're doing a lot of work. It's yes, good stuff, man.
0: Yes, yes. And the,
1: the community development's looking good. Looking good.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Yep. All right. So any other questions in chat, let us know. We are at the hour point. We're approaching the hour point. Five minutes yeah. here will be wrapping up. Do we need to summarize Reddit or are we good on that? I think we're good on that.
0: I think we're good on that. Remember, everyone, we went, we had a live stream episode on Wednesday. It seems like it's, it was a long time ago, but it just happened. So Shelly went live on July 29th. It was at 5 p.m. We had a lot of operators. Charles came on, Jer Mooney came on, Romaine came on. There were a lot of, we had a lot of guests and we just count down. We we did a countdown. We had a good time. And uh, yeah, so we were just live a few days ago. So not too much has happened since Wednesday to Sunday. But uh, staking is live now.
1: Yep, it sure is. It sure is. A few hiccups, but it happens. It happens. Yep. It's a work in progress. It'll get sorted. It's still. The, the Cardano uh, Updates.com or .io, whatever it is, so, uh, Cardano Updates still showed 2,000 commits this week, in wow. this past week. It hit 2,745 right before, I, I think about three or four days before Shelly launched. 2,745 commits in a week. I, I it's still know. going, man.
0: Yeah, I don't know what IO Global is feeding these engineers, <laughs> but they're just- <laughs> I mean, they've been nonstop working, nonstop working.
1: Yeah, plus the the community commits are going in there as well. Mm. So nonstop working, but everything coming from the uh, folks like at the Cardanians, I think. But um, Marcus has some commits in there. All these guys have commits in there, and Emirgos is in there as well. So they're still working their butts off.
0: <laughs> in episode one or two, I think you showed uh, a can of either it was Monster or Red Bull. I think we need that sponsorship because it accurately portrays what we're doing here i mean no one's getting any sleep and we're running on yeah. fumes so that would be a great sponsorship
1: I, I, i'll tell you what i sleep well at night with these haskell with this haskell code there's a big difference between the launch of the jormungandr rust itn and the launch of this one.
0: Oh yeah 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 definitely, <laughs> not, definitely. Wrecked. Yeah.
1: <laughs> not wrecked yeah not <laughs> wrecked not wrecked definitely smooth they're just sitting there they're just yeah. sitting there Doing their yeah. thing, man. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. just doing their thing.
0: <laughs> Significant improvement.
1: Yeah, I sleep well at night. <laughs> <laughs> I sleep well. I had on the rust cut. I'll tell you something funny. I'm not the only one that did this. Uh, old Pa Sink did this too, and a couple other people. I thought was kind of funny. During the early days of the Rust ITN, we had these scripts to catch failover. Right, if something, if a process failed or the block height got stuck. It would catch it and try to restart it. But the last-ditch effort script was, if nothing worked, if none of the scripts caught corrected the problem, I think we had it set to 600 seconds. There was a beeper alarm. It would make the computer start going, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <None of> the- <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't the only one that did it. There was a bunch of Rust ITN early-day guys doing that, the yeah, OGs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They said beeper <laughs> alarms that if their node didn't respond, because if the, if they used SSH into a cloud service, you can do the same thing. Yeah. If it didn't, if the node didn't respond to a query in a certain amount of time, it would start beeping. <laughs> you don't have to do that with Haskell. You no, turn no. that bad boy on, and up she goes. It's moving. It's moving. Yeah, it is moving. The only <laughs> thing people working on now is automation. Is like, okay? Okay, all right. So the node's running good. Now, how do I display it? How do I monitor it? How do I automate when I want to switch to backup, stuff like that? So that's a massive, massive improvement. I got to say, yeah. I'm very grateful and I'm very, I'm ha- very happy, very happy yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure there's many other state, there's many other pool operators that would agree. Uh, there are some other complaints, but for the most part, I think people are in general, in general, pretty happy. Pretty, yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. One last question from CT Guitar Guy. Does pledge equal size of pool? No, pledge is the owner's pledge. So it's how much they they lock up in their pool or they tell you that they lock up in their pool. So it's like basically putting your money where your mouth is. And uh, well, like we were saying before, the effects are yet to be seen. It's kind of like a neg- negligible factor at this point. But the size of the pool is how much stake is in the pool. So stake is completely independent of owner's pledge and if an owner removes their pledge at any particular time everyone within that pool will lose rewards for that given epoch that 5 day period so yeah so as a delegator you don't you look at pledge to show it's like a metric of trust for that operator if a, someone is putting skin in the game putting their money where their mouth is they have more incentive to work on their pool and make sure that they keep it up and they're invested in the project. You want to go with people that are invested with the, in the project. Just personal opinion.
1: Yeah. Oh, I agree. I, yeah. it, it shows. Okay, this person's, they got game on. They got game. Yeah. They mean business.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs>
1: yep. Oh, and there was, uh, we're going to wrap up shortly. There was another question I had caught here. Oh, uh, Babywell Crypto asks, are these generic scripts off the net or custom scripts you guys made? These are community developed scripts. A combination of both really is the answer. There's a lot of people making custom scripts for their specific configuration, their specific setup. And there's also like uh, the Cardano Operators Guild built CN tools. You can get that off of GitHub for the Cardano Operators Guild. And it comes with a lot of built-in features for operating a pool. And It helps people very rapidly set up a pool correctly, uh, as long as they operate the CN tools correctly. Martin over at Atata made a ITN rewards conversion script. So if people need, it's really for pool operators. It's command line. So if you're a delegator, don't don't bother with it. Stick with Daedalus and Uroei. But if you want to use ITN rewards and you want to convert them, I don't remember exactly how it works, but he wrote a script to do that. So, well done, Martin. Good job. And that's just an example of the, uh, the pools, the community involvement between uh, the guild operators and people writing tools to help the pool operators run more efficiently and bring things up rapidly. Okay. So, great job out there, all you community folks putting in hard work. Nice work. Okay. So we good, buddy?
0: Yeah, we're good. We're good. We hope that everyone enjoyed this live stream series. We appreciate each and every one of you. This was episode 101. 101. It's, it's incredible that we've gotten this far, and it's all thanks to you. And we appreciate you. We, we, we value your time. We value your input. Look for some guests, upcoming guests in the next few episodes. I mean, we're all working on things, so hopefully we can get some actual interviewees. But otherwise, we're going to continue our live stream series and hopefully we can get to 200 at some point. So once again, have a wonderful weekend. Thanks for joining us on the Cardano Effect podcast, episode 101. And until the next episode. Bye, everyone.